new PS5 details and more coming up on today's episode of the latest in tech news. Hey Gadget here, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is the latest in tech news. My name is Taylor American. If you're new here, pause this episode real quick, hit the subscribe button, and then resume playing so that, uh, well, you don't miss out on the newest episodes that uh, we do around these parts. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to be looking at the new PlayStation 5 details that dropped, and uh, some of them are quite impressive. I had mentioned it on yesterday's show that they're having uh, an event today. They did. We're going to recap the event for you guys. We're also going to be taking a look at the new iPad Pro's LiDAR scanner that can turn a living room into uh, some AR fun, and uh, we'll be getting into that shortly. We'll also be taking a look at a couple more games coming to Stadia. The next Overwatch hero is an AI robot that people have been waiting on for a long time, so we have details on that. Also, we'll be taking a look at all the Switch games announced in March's Indie World stream, but um, I don't really have any other news for, like, gadgets or whatnot because it's just talking about dumb smartphones and a tv that uh, doesn't really seem all that interesting but uh, before we can get to all that let's take a look back on today in tech history all right today is march 18th 2020 on this day in history in 1974 atari introduces grand track 10 it's the first arcade game to use solid state read-only memory to store sprites for each car, the game timer, the racetrack, and the score. As such, it's the first game to have defined characters rather than mathematically manipulated dots. The game's controls, which include a four-position gear shifter, a steering wheel, and two foot pedals, are also all first for arcade games, and kind of just kicked off ever since then. Um, So with that out of the way, let's head on over to... Well, let's see if I can get it to work. Today's feature story. Oh, oh, it does. Oh, it does work. Okay, so if you guys are interested in any of the articles mentioned in today's show, head on over to technewsgadget.net and uh, you can click on any of the article links and uh, read them and watch the videos contained therein. Now, Sony has finally broken its silence. PlayStation 5 specifications are now out in the open with the... Uh, System architect Mark Cerny delivering a deep dive presentation into the nature of the new hardware and ways in which we should expect a true generational leap over to PlayStation 4. Now, obviously, it, to be expected, it's the 5, not the 4, so it shouldn't just be a little bit better. It should be a lot better. And, uh, well, in summary, here are the core details that were covered today. The technical specifications of the PlayStation 5 and its innovative boost approach to core clocks, the features of the PlayStation 5 GPU, how the SSD helps deliver the next generation dream, how Sony tackles expandable storage, and unprecedented 3D audio fidelity via the Tempest 3D audio engine. Now, for those of you who are interested, they do have a link where you can watch this on YouTube or on, on the article itself, the entire presentation itself, if you so desire. But uh, to sum up, 
On a basic level, we already know that PlayStation 5 uses AMD's excellent Zen 2 CPU technology with prior communications, confirming 8 physical cores and 16 threads, but now we know how fast they are clocked, with the PlayStation 5 delivering frequencies up to 3.5 GHz. Discussing the nature of the CPU and GPU clock speeds is going to require some careful explanation because, well, some frequencies are capped... For the CPU, 3.5 GHz is at the top end of the spectrum, and he also suggests that this is the typical speed, but under certain conditions, it can run slower. And they do have um, some more details going on. Uh, while the PlayStation 4 had 8 gigs of memory, the PlayStation 5 has 16 gigs of memory. Memory bandwidth is 448 gigs on the PlayStation 5. Internal storage is 825 gigs on a solid-state drive. And uh, they do have USB HD support, 4K UHD Blu-ray drive, and uh, let's see, what else did I have? Oh, they also have something called Boost, but it shouldn't be compared with similarly named technologies found in smartphones, PC components, like the CPU and GPUs. Their peak performance is tied directly to thermal headroom, so in higher temperature environments, gaming frame rates can be lower, sometimes a lot lower. Uh, this is entirely at odds with expectations from a console, which runs entirely different. To be abundantly clear from the outset, PlayStation 5 is not boosting clocks in this way. According to Sony, all PS5 consoles process the same workloads with the same performance level in any environment, no matter what the ambient temperature may be. So it's an interesting boost. It kind of just, I don't know, maybe finds a happy medium wherever it's at. Um Rather than running at constant frequency and letting the power vary based on the workload, we run at essentially constant power and let the frequency vary based on the workload. In interesting. Um, so they do have some explanations on that and how that works. Um, a couple of variable frequencies. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, entirely at odds with the Xbox Series X and what this likely means is that developers will need to be mindful of potential power consumption spikes that could impact clocks and lower performance. So um, it's actually kind of interesting. And then uh, they do go into the graphics core here and explain some things about audio, global illumination, shadows, reflections, and full ray tracing. Um, and then they go on to explain more of the SSD. So all exciting, exciting stuff. Uh, if you want to read the full article, like I said, links will be in the show notes but are you excited about the playstation 5 let me know if you're watching via youtube or uh, if you're listening to the podcast at tech news gadget on twitter um i think this wraps up the feature article we have a lot of articles to get through so uh, let's just hop on over okay the new ipad pro's lidar scanner can turn a living room into an ar game of get this hot lava or uh the floor is lava however you want to say it um and if you actually don't believe me you should probably be watching this on youtube where you can actually see the video and the pictures that go along with what i'm telling you right now um if you're not subscribed head on over to youtube.com forward slash tech news gadget but the new ipad pros lidar scanner can turn a living room into an augmented reality version of hot lava a video game based on a childhood pastime where you jump on furniture to avoid imaginary lava on a floor the announcement was included as part of today's iPad Pro announcement, along with the spring collection that Apple rolled out. 
Hot Lava is available on Steam, but its mobile version is currently an Apple Arcade exclusive. According to Apple, the LiDAR scanner on the new iPad Pro will enable Hot Lava's new AR mode available later this year. The game is a clever way to show off the capabilities of the LiDAR scanner. A player scans the living room with an iPad and the app generates hot lava on the floor and platforms for the game's characters to jump on in AR. And uh, if you want to see how that looks like, I swear I got something in my eye. Am I okay? I can see? Okay. 1080p. Probably better than that, but I don't know. And uh, But this is what they're showing. The character can go jump around and burn himself on lava. Alongside the AR version of Hot Lava, Apple also showed some other impressive uses of the LiDAR scanner to journalists over a briefing earlier today. One, for the cat app Sharper 3D, scans the room and makes a 3D model of the room, get this, in the app. Users can then edit that model to add new objects into the room and look at those additions in in the room in real time. Another demo... Um, called Complete Anatomy uses the LiDAR scanner to measure the range of motion of someone's arm in real time. And a demo for the IKEA Place app scans the room and recommends matching furniture that you can view in the room in AR. So it is interesting. Um, some are in demo, but uh, they will become available as features uh, roll out later this year. So that was uh, quite interesting. The new iPad Pros also have two cameras, a regular wide angle and an ultra wide and an A12Z Bionic chip and are compatible with the new Magic Keyboard cover, which has a trackpad. If you're interested, they did announce this along with the details. The new iPad Pros will be available starting March 25th. Moving on to some more gaming news. The Division 2, currently available. The Crew 2 and Monopoly are coming to Google Stadia. That's right. Ubisoft is no stranger to Google Stadia platform. The publisher has already ported Just Dance 2020, Gods and Monsters, Trials Rising, and some other titles to Stadia, and now they have three more games on the way over. So, The Division 2 is going to be joining it. The Crew 2, which is an open-world racing game first released in 2018, uh, didn't really mention any Stadia-exclusive features, so it will likely be similar to the existing console and PC versions. And then last but not least... There's Monopoly. It seems to be a straight port of the Nintendo Switch game, which is currently a 53 out of 100 on Metacritic, so it, it's about half. Um, most of the reviews from the titles released in 2017 pointed to graphical issues and lengthy load times. Hopefully they've been ironed out for Stadia, otherwise not many people will be playing Monopoly on Stadia while we all sit around. Uh, the Division 2 and Crew 2 will become available on Stadia starting March 25th. However, the Division 2 is available right now. Monopoly will arrive on April 28th. So, um, if you're interested in picking it up, the Division 2 is currently for sale for 67% off, coming in at just under 10 bucks. And yes, here's the official announcement on Stadia under Twitter channel for that. I'm getting kind of tired, can you tell? Long day. You had a long day? It's fine. We'll recap on the news together and then, um, I don't know, just play a game, hang out, chill. You know, stuff like that. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, my computer's loading slow. What's that? What else is new? Oh, did you know that uh, if you're on the go, you can listen to this show as a podcast? It's true. You can add on over to latestintechnews.com and subscribe in the uh, app that you desire. Or if you're actually listening in the podcast app that you like right now, hit that subscribe button. 
Um, and uh, then you won't miss out on anything that we have to offer. Um, you'll have it all right there. As a matter of fact, if you listen on the podcast, as likely most of you do who tune into the show, you actually have the show notes right there in the uh, description part of the show. And you can tap and read the uh, articles right there um, without ever having to go over to a computer and type the address in and then click this button and click that button and click the article. Save the whole bunch of time. But the next Overwatch hero is an AI robot with an important story link. For those of you who've been following Overwatch news for quite a while, you know this is nothing new. It just, I guess, took them a while to get around to it. And for those of you who uh, are somewhat new, well, new champion coming, more changes. And uh, I I guarantee everyone's going to say this new champion is going to be overpowered when it's released. But Overwatch's newest hero is Echo. Fans have been waiting a while for Blizzard to add a new playable character to the game. It's been about seven months since the company introduced Sigma, the game's 31st hero. The anticipation for Echo has been building longer still if you consider the fact Blizzard first teased her existence back when it released the McCree reunion animated short in 2018. They actually have a video that goes along with it. Blizzard is describing Echo as an evolutionary robot programmed with a rapidly adapting artificial intelligence. In the original video the studio shared, uh, we find out Dr. Mina Liao one of the six founders of the Overwatch organization and the creator of the Omnix, built Echo. It also turns out Echo features the same voice as well as ideals and mannerisms as her creator. As the video nears its end, we hear him sync up. All I needed was to help them all, the two say in unison. From that moment on, there's only a single voice in the mix. And so she created me. Her legacy, her promise, her Echo. We don't know how Echo will play yet, but now that her original video is out, She's likely going to be adding to the game's public test servers soon, and at that point we'll see what kit she adds to Overwatch, and actually if she's a damage dealer, a tank, or support. We'll find out about all of that. All I gotta say is, about dang time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I figured I'd share some Overwatch news for you guys. Let's move on to the last article. Wow, only 14 minutes. I am really cruising through all the articles on today's show. It's almost like I'm trying to get through the show because I'm tired. I gotta, sh- I have to edit the show together, put everything together, and then send it out to you guys. So I hope you enjoy. If you do, hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. And, uh, well, let me know on Twitter if you're listening via the podcast if you're excited about this episode. But the final article is about the Switch games announced in March's Indie World stream. Now, as you know, I don't cover Nintendo Switch much, mainly because I don't have the console, so it's not that much of a priority for me to cover, but I know some of you are interested in it, and I actually take, took a look at some of the games. They do seem quite interesting, and I just wanted to highlight a couple. Now, Nintendo showcased a ton of upcoming Switch games during its March 2020 Indie World presentation, a couple of which are out in the eShop right now. They got a look at more than 20 titles during the stream, including a few that will arrive on the hybrid system as timed console exclusives, such as Exit the Gungeon. To help you catch up, here's a quick roundup of all the games announced during the Indie World presentation. First off, there's Blue Fire, an action-adventure game set in the ruined kingdom of Penumbra. As a small ninja-like warrior, you'll need to double jump, wall run, and more to overcome 3D platforming challenges and enemies. It is a timed console exclusive. And then there's Baldo. Uh, Baldo is an action RPG from Nap's team. The game features a studio Gilby-inspired aesthetic 
it's kind of, I don't know, more people are talking about this game. It's interesting. It's set in an open, interactive world that's home to lots of unusual characters to meet and dungeons to explore. It is a timed console exclusive as well. Then there's I Am Dead, a puzzle game. Um, you'll need to use x-ray vision and other abilities to unravel the island's secrets and ultimately save it from a volcanic eruption. Interesting, it is a timed console exclusive that will be coming out later this year. Then there's Bark. Um, <laughs> developed by TikTok Games, Bark is a cu- cute, cooperative 2D side-scrolling shooter. You and three other players each take control of a different animal piloting its own spaceship, and you must work together to blast through waves of enemies. Uh, Bark is another time console exclusive. It is launching late 2020. Apparently, you can be a pug, cat, bear, or a bunny, uh, and just, I guess, have fun um, blasting through waves of enemies. Then, uh, for those of you who are fans of Cyanide and Happiness, Freakpocalypse is coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Featuring the same brand of dark humor the comic strip is known for, Freakpocalypse casts you in the shoes of the unpopular Coop McCarthy, who is just trying to find a prom date in the middle of the apocalypse. <sighs> I'm just going to shake my head and then move on to the next one. It's too funny. I wish I could comment on it, but I, I don't want to make a joke and get in trouble. Um, then there's Summer of Mara a farming adventure game that stars a young girl named Koa who must tend her island home and explore the surrounding ocean. You can customize your island by crafting buildings, fences, and other objects, and you'll meet a variety of colorful characters and uncover secrets on your adventure. The game hits Switch this spring as a timed console exclusive, and it'll offer some free in-game clothes. There's also Quantum League, a unique time paradox shooter that's coming to Switch in late 2020. In each round of a 1v2 or 2v2 match, you're joined by clones that mimic your previous moments, uh, movements, or moments, take your pick, opening up some mind-bending strategic possibilities that you drive yourself nuts uh, about that coming late 2020. As a reminder, then there's also The Good Life from Deadly Premonition, um... Described as a debt repayment RPG, the game casts you in the role of a journalist who is investigating the bizarre town of Rainy Woods whose inhabitants turned into dogs and cats during the nighttime. Uh, uh, when the moon is full as well, it's in- interesting. Then there's the last campfire. For those of you wondering, uh, No Man's Sky developer Hello Games dropped the new game for the Nintendo Switch coming out this summer. Described as a game about compassion, empathy, and finding hope. The last campfire is a puzzle adventure game that follows the story of Ember, who has become lost and must explore old ruins to find a way home. Um, also, let's see, there's Pixel Junk, Eden 2, Feria, Eldest Souls, um, a brutal boss rush battler, a beautiful pixel art action RPG in which you must take down ancient gods. Kind of interesting. And then a lot of people are interested. Exit the Gungeon uh, is coming out actually later today. The sequel to the acclaimed Enter the Gungeon arrives on Nintendo Switch today, March 17th. Well, yesterday, today, as another timed console exclusive. Exit the Gungeon picks up immediately where its predecessor left off, and it's even more intense featuring hundreds of weapons, items, and other rooms to blast your way through as you try to exit. Then I also had a highlight of a couple other games coming out. Um, But yeah, if you're excited 
link is in the show notes and then you can just get ready on the Nintendo Switch to play your favorite games. Um, I probably won't because I don't have a Switch, so I'm kind of feeling left out a little bit. Um, please send me a Switch. I don't, have, I don't have anything else to do. I'm just kidding. I have plenty to do. I Can you tell? I'm quite busy. Um, but as for that, that wraps up this episode of the Lace and Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every weekday. Lace and Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know by clicking that like button if you're watching via YouTube. And, uh, well, if you're listening via the podcast, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Also, double check that you're subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor American. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.